All right, take two. Take two. <laughs> um, we had a little technical difficulty with our microphone, and hopefully it does not continue. This will be a very long podcast, if so. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so basically we're just talking about Dennis and how he uh, um, currently lives in Parkville, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And we knew each other from high school, kind of, and he has four first names. Four first names? Yeah. Charles Dennis Thomas Jr. Wow, that's awesome. Confusing. Okay, so you live in Parkville now, mm-hmm. and what exciting thing did you just do? And I just got into the world of real estate as a real estate agent. Yeah. Yeah. How many months has it been? I was officially, I joined my team June 30th. Wow. Yeah. You're coming up to your 60-day mark. I'm a freshie. Wow. That's so exciting. Uh-huh. Are you doing the 30, 60, 90? Yeah. Okay. Yep. How's that going for you? It's going well. I mean, you know, shout out Steve Pipich and SP Home Team. I just joined the most amazing team. Yeah, you and did. When you have support around you like that, it's just made the whole onboarding process and the startup just not only fun, but productive too. Yeah. So it's been fun. I mean, it's, it's not all sunshines and roses and like you see on TV and the movies, but it's, it's been a great experience so far. How's it been? Did you do bold? No, 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 we haven't had a bold yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. October, I think is the next one. Okay. That'll be exciting for you. I think I'm going to do it again. Okay. I've heard great things about it, so I'm down. Yeah. And you'll, (laughs) it's funny, like, I took it right after I graduated from Landmark. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was sitting here like. It's so similar. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? Uh, Landmark for real estate agents? Is that a thing? Exactly. Because so many real estate agents take Landmark. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, in our office as well. And oh, yeah. that's, um, you know, Landmark really gave me the confidence to go into real estate. I okay. almost, ever since I graduated college, I, you know, I had a lot of corporate jobs mm-hmm. and I was pretty good at most of them. And I probably had five, maybe six jobs out of college. And I got to realize like, I can't do this nine to five corporate job thing. Yeah. What did you get your degree in? Business management. Okay. Yeah. Where'd you go? Washington College in Chestertown. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, and I just, I couldn't do it. Same place, same thing every day, mm-hmm. you know, kind of boss looking over your shoulder. And, you know, I went through Landmark's curriculum and <clears throat> I really just got the confidence to go after something I kind of wanted to do my whole life. Yeah. You know, I, growing up and bunch of friends in real estate always says, man, you'd be a great real estate agent. Yeah. I said, yeah, I guess, you know, but never really had that confidence. And then I actually assisted at your forum yeah, in February. I did. And yeah. uh, signed up for the introduction leaders program, got accepted, and then just started taking my classes. And nice. I got licensed in the beginning of June. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I remember we had a conversation at my forum um, about like wanting to get in real estate and you were like, yeah, like I, I know a couple of people in real estate and I think where I want to be. And I'm like, that's great, but you need to go to Keller Williams Legacy. <laughs> yes. You can know who you want, but this is where you need to be. Yep. Um, just, yeah, just because, you know, so many people here do embody that uh, landmark lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't just preach it, they practice it. Exactly. Um, Especially you, Tina, Steve, I mean, where else could I go to? You know, yeah. I, I interviewed at four different marketplaces, six different teams. Wow. And then once I, you know, got to talking to Steve at Tina, I was just like, 
Yeah. Yeah, Victoria was right. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> <You know. laughs> uh, Steve is great. It's funny when you were like, yeah, I'm thinking about joining Steve Pepper's team. I was like, yes. Yeah. That's exactly who you should join. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a great guy. I, Incredible. Yeah. Him and Alex are great. Yeah, Alex has been a fantastic mentor. I mean, Caroline, everybody on the team. Oh my gosh, Caroline, I want to clone her. She's awesome. I want like six of her. Yeah. I could rule the world if I had six Carolines. Uh-huh. So, all right, you just started 60 days ago. Yep. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned that you weren't prepared for? Oh, what a great question. I would say I wasn't quite prepared for in such a non-structured career path, mm-hmm. just, you know, I always thought I had great time management skills and I do, but it's just, you have 24 hours in a day. Nobody's really telling you exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like building a structure of like, what am I doing today? And just holding yourself accountable. Yeah. Um, I have found is probably the biggest challenge and just to do it consistently. Because it's very easy in our line of work, like you said, taking a nap, mm-hmm. I'm going to go play golf, you yeah. know, but it's just every action every day and seeing that in this business, it's not immediate gratification. Correct. It's like 90 days out. 90 days out. Yeah. 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 So what you did on your first week, you're going to see the fruits of that labor in a month. Yeah. From now. Yeah. That's at the time you're probably like, what? But yeah, I mean, you'd think. You know, and, and I don't know if this is common with a lot of people's thoughts of like you get into real estate all of a sudden you start slinging deals and mm-hmm. you're cashing checks. No. And no, it's not like that. No. <laughs> you know? Not at all. And it can be discouraging if you have that expectation. Yeah. And definitely for me, and I would say for a lot of millennials, like patience is a virtue that I do not currently possess. Mm-hmm. And you know, we live in a society that's like instant gratification for everything. Yeah. And it's just like a you know, check myself and say, this is, you're in this for the long term. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I can, that resonates with me right now. Um, for sure. I had a really good year last year, mm-hmm. my first year. Slinging checks. Uh-huh. Um, and this year I got kind of an ego mm. and then I went to landmark and my world is kind of like yeah. flipped upside down. Um, and I had to check my ego and work. I spent probably from the time I took landmark till I did the advanced course. Mm -hmm. Um, was that April, May, May? Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, I did a lot of personal development, Mm -hmm. a lot, a lot of personal development because I wanted to hire and you'll see this in yourself. Um, growth Mm -hmm. takes time. And you will, I think Tina shared a quote today and it was like, your business will grow to the extent of you. So like, however mm-hmm. big you are, however, uh, polished or refined you are is your business going to be a direct reflection of that. Yeah. And that's a reflection. That's a lesson that I learned in real estate that mm-hmm. I was not prepared for. Yeah. I mean, this, I don't think this sounds so cliche, but it's, we are literally like we're human beings. We're not human doings. So it's like who you're being out there in the world is going to, you know, magnetize that business to you and just anything you're up to instead of just like, this is what I need to do, 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 
instead of who am I being in all these situations yeah. and relationships. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at, this is something that I'll, um, anyone who's listening to this, who's thinking about becoming a real estate agent, you really need to check yourself and like who you are and how you handle a transaction and how you handle people um, and how you treat people because it will come back to you. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, you will learn this and you might've already learned this. Mm-hmm. There's agents out there who don't do it like we do it here. Oh yeah. They, they cheat and they, you know, manipulate the situation and they don't use our code of ethics. Mm-hmm. And it reflects on the transaction and it reflects on their business coming back to them. Yeah. And, and I think also something, and this is just how it occurs to me is Mm -hmm. when you think of real estate and real estate agents, you automatically think salesperson. Mm -hmm. And while we are selling ourselves, like, especially how Steve, you know, people always ask in the office, I always see like, Steve, what are you doing different? Mm -hmm. You guys are crushing it. Mm -hmm. And I see it now working with him and our entire team is like, if you go into a transaction with like, all I want to do is provide the best customer service for my client mm-hmm. and get them into this home or sell their home. Mm-hmm. Like the money is just a byproduct of that. Agreed. So it's like back to like who you're being, if you're just out there to get one yeah. and like you just see a dollar sign over this person's head, it's going to reflect in how you conduct yourself in your business. Yeah. Um, people pick up on that. Yeah. People can smell inauthenticity a mile away. Oh yeah. And that's another thing you're like primed and ready to go because landmark teaches you to be your full, fullest expression of your authentic self. Yeah, that's it. So you definitely will crush it. So I appreciate that. And I, I see that. So I also run a wedding officiating business. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that seeing my success in that was just another, like, what am I trying to say? Another, proof of like, you can do this. Like I do the same thing in that business as I do in real estate and landmark blew that business out of the water. Like my first year in 2018, Mm -hmm. um, I started the business Two of my best friends, their officiant dropped out of their wedding in 2017, two weeks prior to their wedding, Mm -hmm. which now I'm in the business. Like gives me a heart attack. Yeah. So then they asked me, they were like, Hey, you speak kind of well, like, you know, (laughs) you're, you're handsome. Can you just, can you do it? So I got ordained did it. And then a couple people that were in the crowd came up and said, Hey, can you do ours? <laughs> and my fiance Liz is in the wedding industry and she just like nudged me. She was like, you should start a little, yeah. little side gig. So I started in 2018 in December. And then my first year I ended with just about 40 weddings. Wow. And then this year That's I'll busy. end. Yeah. And this year I'll end with just over 60 weddings. How do you wait? Okay. So 60 weddings, let's do some math here. Mm-hmm. There's 52 weeks in a year. Mm-hmm. Wedding season, let's be honest, like it's usually between May and October. Yeah, you'll catch a couple. I mean, I'll have some elopements, which are always fun. Yeah, those are fun. Um, and those will happen sporadically through the winter, but typically yeah. you're looking March to end of October. March to end of October. Okay, so it does, wow, it starts a little earlier than yeah. used to. Yeah. yeah. All right, so then how many weekends is that? Oh. Mm. Hey Siri. <laughs> right, let's do some math here. Yeah. March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. So that's seven times four is twenty. Is that twenty-eight? Twenty-eight. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the number. <laughs> uh, 
So it's 28, and then you did 60, so that's like two weddings a weekend. Yeah, just about. And you're doing real estate. Yeah. You're busy. Yeah, plus. Do you stay for the whole wedding? Um, typically not. Okay. Um, I love to stay a cocktail hour. Okay. And, um, you know, network. Yeah. And just meet everybody, and it's always fun. Sometimes I get asked to do a blessing, or yeah. um, I get left field stuff. I sung a Backstreet Boys song with the groom. Nice. At the reception, that was sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, typically bounce out after cocktail hour. Okay, all right, gotcha. And how much prep does it take to get up to that point? So, you know, you meet with the couples, and really my first year, a lot of the business is based on my advertising campaigns, wedingwire.com, okay. that type yeah. thing. Um, and then this year, it's become more referrals. But Got typically, it. you know, you meet with somebody. I like to do it in person. My closing yeah. rate's always higher, and they just get to feel my energy. Yeah. And I meet with them, and then answer all their questions, get to know them, and then I propose a contract to them. I say, this is my price. This is what I'm going to do. This is the value I'm going to provide. And then I give, they have about a week or two to respond and we book a couple months out. I send out a really fun questionnaire of questions that really gets their ceremony script personalized and yeah. fun. And I like to add humor. And, yeah. you know, we've all been to weddings where it's like you're sitting in the ceremony and this old guy's up at the front babbling about how the ring is a circle so, of completeness yeah. <laughs> and they're just looking at their watch, waiting for the open bar to start. Yeah. But mine, they're fun and exciting. Yeah. And I think that that's why I've seen so much success is, you know, people in the crowd are like, damn, I want that in my wedding. Right. You know? um, so they fill out that questionnaire. I create a totally personalized from scratch ceremony script, share it with them via Google Doc, and then we converse back and forth and then see them at the rehearsal, nice. run them through, and have the wedding. So it's kind of like real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very similar. That first portion was very real estate. Yeah. And then you send the questionnaire of what they're looking for in a home and then you show them homes. Yeah. And you can be fun or boring and yeah. Well, that's awesome. And yeah. then so your wedding is your bachelor party is this weekend. Yeah. So your wedding is October twelfth. Creeping up less than fifty days. Whoa. I know. Whoa. That's crazy. Where are you getting married? Uh, we have a family farm in Baldwin. Okay. Yeah. 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 I don't know why I thought you lived in the street. I don't know. For some reason, I thought you were from. Anyway, uh, back in high school, driving up there was. Yeah, it all blended together. Uh huh. Um. So, wow. And then you have two dogs. Mm-hmm. You just stopped the deaf dog, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thought he was Scotty. Yeah, that's awesome. So hold on one. Second. After that short intermission, talking about commands. <laughs> um, yeah, so you have a deaf dog, and I think that's because it's a double merle, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. She's uh name is Biscotti. She's a hanging tree cow dog, which I'd never heard of before. A what? <clears throat> so it's, she's a hanging tree cow dog. She's cow, like moo. Like moo. Yeah. Hanging tree cow. Dog. All right. It's like a mix this. of kelpie, catapula, border collie, Australian shepherd. And she's dead. That's a lot of energy. It is. You're telling me. That's a working dog. Mm-hmm. And she was she was a working dog on a farm, to my yeah. understanding. And then it you know, went deaf. Yeah. And then they were like, you know, we can't use you anymore. Aww. So, you know, Keller's Calls, shout out, is an incredible organization that specializes in special needs dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, They're in Baltimore, right? <clears throat> correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I was away actually for a weekend for the introduction leaders program. Uh-huh. And my fiance, Liz, calls me and is like, Hey, you know, what do you think about getting another dog? I was <laughs> like, Oh, well, 
you know, we'll talk about it, we'll think about it. And she just kept pushing. And I was like, all right, I'm going to trust you. If you're ready to do it, let's do it. Yeah. She said, okay, great. I'm at the foster parents' house. She's coming over with me right now. <laughs> so it was a setup, yeah. Uh, it's like that thing that they say. They're like, marriage is all about compromise. My wife wanted a dog. I didn't want a dog. So we got two dogs. So we got two dogs. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Happy wife, happy life. Uh, I want like seven dogs. Mm-hmm. Not actually, though, because when it comes when it comes down to it, like having a bunch of dogs is a lot of work. Like when I watch people's dogs with my dog, mm-hmm. they're not on the same schedule. They don't have the same manners. And I'm like, oh my God, you need to go home. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm calling your parents. Uh, um, he's great. He got sick this weekend. He had a rough weekend, but he went to the groomers. And sometimes I think he gets sick on purpose because he knows I'll baby him for like mm. three or four days. He's smart. He's a smart one. Yeah. And so he'll, he'll like get sick. I'll feel bad. And uh, then I'll spoil him. And yeah, like I got him a haircut. I got him new treats. Got him some turkey necks. Like mm. he's been sleeping in bed with me and going everywhere. Went to the horse farm, which he loves. He's just living his best life. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, I feel better now. Right. Yeah. Like, Thanks, Mom. Oh, okay. Yeah, good one. Got it. But you know, you know how it is when you work all the time. Sometimes you do feel like. Am I neglecting my sweet little angel child? I know. I know. And I'm so glad they now have each other. Yeah. And it has not been easy. They, you know, my other dog, Chester, is Australian Shepherd. Yeah. And they still, I mean, to this day are like not 100% getting along. Yeah. But they're working out alpha. Again, patience. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's. It's interesting. So I I come from a world of dog training and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. Um, dog shows and. A lot of people think that dogs just like should get along, you know, they should be able to just go to the dog park or they should be able to walk past another dog and like be totally fine. Yeah. It's work like that. You gotta work on them. It's They're like, animals. yeah, well, it's just like, if I see a stranger that I don't know on the side of the road and they say hi to me, some people will be like, Hey, how are you? Yeah. And then other people are going to be like, talk away. I know we're not sniffing butts right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> definitely do not. Don't try to sniff my butt. That would be weird. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, all right, back to your real estate career. Yeah. I asked what issue you had that you didn't really think of. Now, mm-hmm. what triumph, what success have you had that you didn't think would happen right away that has happened right away? I would say, I mean, it's all under the compass of actually doing business in these first yeah. You know, however many, what's that? June, July, three months. Yeah. And I really have to accredit that to, I guess, how I show up for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like I always go back to Landmark laying the foundation for this, but I really am a, a, occur to myself and apparently occur to others as very genuine, mm-hmm. authentic. And, you know, I think that's why the business has been coming in like that because people know me to be somebody that's trustworthy and genuine. So, mm-hmm. you know, breaking out into my sphere, um, and actually doing business, yeah. um, between a couple rentals, couple closings, um, land deal coming up. I mean, the business has actually been coming in mm-hmm. and I'd say that's something I didn't expect. You know, you hear from everyone like expect to go four to six months without making a check. Yeah. And that's a long time. I, I always just said to myself, like, I don't, I don't think, that's not what I'm about. 
Right. Um, and I mean, I've been working my butt off too. Yeah. Um, and with having the team behind me and team leads and just their support has really just aided that. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your schedule daily like? What leads you to that success? Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, so with my officiating, it's typically weekend evenings, mm -hmm. um, Friday evenings, Thursday evenings. So I've really got my full day from, say, you know, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. pretty open. So I'll typically wake up, try to get to the gym, breakfast, come into the office, um, and then just really running through our CRM, um, calling my sphere, mm -hmm. taking on team leads, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's Zillow or whatever, you know, other source, mm -hmm. um, just hitting the phones and just calling people in my life and genuinely checking up and seeing how they are. Yeah. And then saying, hey, look, you know, I'm sure you saw, I'm very active on social media, so you see them in real estate. Um, I just want to be, and I think this is really what has come across as genuine. You know, there's some scripts that are like, who do you know that's yeah. trying to buy, sell, or invest in real estate? And that's not how I phrase it. I say, look, I'm in real estate now. And what I want you to know is I have so many more resources than just being able to help you buy, sell, and invest. I mean, if you need your carpets done, your windows, roof, gutters, like anything like that, we have so many contacts and resources available. Like leverage me. Let me yeah. make your life easier. Right. And people appreciate that, not being felt felt like they're being sold something. Right. Um, so, you know, coming across from that angle and just, one, getting as much knowledge. Now, that's another thing. When you first get into real estate, I'm sure, I mean, sometimes still I feel like I don't really know what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, and so with that shadowing our team on home inspections, um, listing appointments, buyer consultations, just anything that I can shadow and kind of soak up their knowledge, mm -hmm. um, just asking around the office. I mean, Steve and Alice will tell you, I ask 10 million questions <laughs> and just getting as much knowledge as possible. Yeah, that's huge. So when you get your real estate license, mm -hmm. Um, that's pretty much all you got. You've just got this piece of paper that says that you are legally allowed to help people buy or sell homes. Yeah. And a lot of people think that you take the real estate course and then you're going to sell houses to your friends and blah, 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 but you don't know what you're doing. Like if you get an addendum, this is just an example. So, mm -hmm. You have your contract of sale, which they kind of brush over in the class, but they really don't go over it that much. Um, and then you have all these separate addendums. And so you have an addendum that says uh, you have X amount of time to do an inspection. Mm -hmm. You do that inspection within that X amount of time, pretty easy to understand. Um, but then, then what do you do? Yeah. You know, it doesn't go over how to submit a property inspection notice and the things that they're requesting and how to phrase that mm -hmm. and the timeline on how much time they have to respond back to that. And then you to them, like that's not, that's not covered. I mean, I would say what 2% of what you learn in your course is pretty applicable. Yeah. I mean, I know about radon, which is cool, but yeah. that's about <laughs> yeah. it. You know? I know about radon and like real property. Um, I can tell you what a cap rate is, yeah. but like no one's calling you like, 
hey, so that home that we were interested in, what's the cap rate on that that we're going to be living in? Nope. Like, they don't care about that. Yeah. You know, they might ask, like, hey, what's this going to rent out for in two or three years when we might want to move? Yeah. But not, not really a cap rate. Yeah. Now, when you're um, calling your sphere, connecting with people, mm-hmm. what's the biggest takeaway you've gotten from trying to connect with people on a different, uh, not level, but like on a different note. So like you're used mm-hmm. to connecting people personally and as an officiant, uh-huh. but how are you um, making it? Like, cause I'm sure you've had friends who bought homes with other real estate agents since you've yeah. gotten your license or you've seen like, you know, other people on your Facebook who are like, purchasing homes or selling their house and it's with another agent and you're like, didn't we just talk about how I'm a real estate right, agent now? Right. How are you bridging the gap to being like, Hey, like I might be 60 days in, but I've got this team of people behind me who have been doing it for years and we're all helping you. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a good, a great question. And I have to, I guess my mindset is that first point of contact, just letting them know that I'm in real estate. Um, and I don't bring up that objection. Like I don't lead with, Hey, I know I'm new. Yeah. Of Cause they not. might not even be thinking that you yeah. know, to put it in their mind. Yeah. Um, but when I get that objection, mm-hmm. that's exactly, I mean, I'm like, yeah, you're right. I, I am new and I understand this is the biggest asset of your life. Right. Um, but what I also want you to know, and then I go into how the team, I have so much support and resource. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that that's been big. And, you know, with contacting the sphere again, it's just letting them know, Hey, I'm here. Um, and then just always trying to, you know, follow up with them, have them in my CRM, contact them again in a couple months. Um, just different marketing things that we do. Ravens, Magnus, yeah. just, and just little uh, notes and, ca- calendars. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just being genuine as possible. Right. Not trying to sell them something right off the bat. Yeah. Good. Is there anything else that you'd like to share that like has shaped or formed your life to where it is now? Mm. What a good question. Um, damn, what a solid question. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me, that was a very philosophical. No, I like, question. I like that though. You got me thinking. Ooh. Um, all right, so a big part of my podcast is about Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So having moved from kind of out in the county to closer, you're in Parkville now, which is closer to the city. And mm-hmm. um, what's the biggest lesson you've gotten from actually living like in Baltimore? And what's the biggest takeaway that you've gotten that you like didn't, something that maybe you had a preconceived notion about Baltimore, because you're working in the city now, right? Mm-hmm. Is there like a preconceived notion that you had about the city that now is like gone or something that you would want people to know who are like maybe considering moving to Baltimore? Mm -hmm. I would say that I always, you know, you have this preconceived notion and really anywhere you go. And I definitely see this between the county and city is like, we always have it of like, I'm over here and they're over there. Mm -hmm. And what I've realized is like people in inner city Baltimore, like, even the people out in the county, like we all 
kind of want the same things out of life, like connection with other people, um, finances, like we're all a lot more similar than you think. Mm-hmm. And when we look at it as a perspective, like they're over there and I'm over here, as opposed to we are Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I know that's so blank and philosophical, but if you have that perspective, it's like, you know, I'm just more excited to go into the city and mm-hmm. doesn't quite make you afraid of it, thinking that they're different than we are. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, as I've spent more time in the city, I've been enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you, I've probably gone down to the city less than 20 times. Like I just avoided it all the time. Yeah. And now working there and like having some friends that moved down, it's like, I'm excited to go down there. Yeah. It's fun. It's a vibrant city. And you see so many things on the media, but I'd say you've really got to put boots on the ground and like go in there and see what's going on for yourself. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, the whole like difference between them and us, Mm-hmm. Um, I live in the city. I've lived in the city for a really long time. And I remember, like, people would hear that I lived in Baltimore City and be like, ew. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, my, my neighborhood's really nice. Like, the people yeah. around me are really nice. Like, there are my neighbors just like you have your neighbors, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so that's, and that's another landmark thing, thinking of yourself as, like, as community. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're not, the things that affect you affect everyone. Yeah. The things that affect everyone affect you. Absolutely. Um, Which is a very deep concept, fully understand, Mm -hmm. which brings me back to my previous question. Yeah. Um, You know, what is the biggest thing that has like shaped you and brought you to where you are today? Yeah, I would say definitely, you know, my parents, such a heavy influence. My father, you know, an entrepreneur as well, um, really hard on me growing up. And that was a lot of things that got cleared up in the forum. And I really saw how everything he was doing was just to make me a better person, a better son. Um, so I mean, my work ethic, my just, I don't want to say hardness on myself, but just that always drive like every day, trying to do something better, improve on something has shaped me. Um, you know, my experience in college, mm-hmm. Washington College was an incredible experience, met the love of my life, um, really got the sense of community there, small college. Mm-hmm. And then that big, that big turning point was Landmark. Yeah. And I cleared up so many things in my personal development, led to my professional development. And that was a radical shift of like how I view myself in the world, mm-hmm. what I'm here to do and how I view other people. Mm-hmm. And I cannot see the world differently. After right. going to the landmark forum. Yeah. And that's kind of shaped me into an entrepreneur now. Mm-hmm. Um, soon to be husband. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just got a really good sense of like who I am and why I'm here. That's outside awesome. of that. All right. Yeah. That's very powerful. We'll end on that powerful note. Uh, thanks so much for taking your time out of your day. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And hustling and coming to talk to me and my little audience. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. All right. Y'all have a good one.